Welcome back, everyone, to episode five of BUP, a podcast where two very unimportant people discuss some opinions that are very important to them. Will these opinions change the world? No. Will we continue to say them anyways? You bet we will. And before you even think about making fun of us, don't worry. We got you. We're here to make fun of ourselves so you don't have to. Each week, we will present an opinion or a few opinions or a topic it's beginning to stray away from opinions and for my part about something useless and we will either fight each other on it or we will pretend that we're fighting you on it so whether we agree or disagree there will always be a fight the world has forgotten what opinions you can fight about so we're here to remind you i'm courtney and i did nothing this week hey what's up you guys my name is lydia and this week i bought my first barbie you did yeah do you want to see it yeah <laughs> What an interesting decision. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Me and my friend have this idea from uh, YouTube to, um, to like glue on clothes and like cool accessories and like maybe take out her hair and like put in new hair or something like that and like change her up a little, make her more than just the typical Barbie. So yeah, I had to buy a Barbie and I've never bought a Barbie before. So that was exciting. (laughs) All right. I wish you the best of luck. Oh my gosh. Wait, sorry for YouTube? No, we saw the trend on YouTube of, like, just, like, taking apart a Barbie, basically, and just making it whatever you want. Well, you'll have to give us an update next week. Yeah, I will. I'm excited. (laughs) Okay, thank you guys so much for participating in the poll this week. We were talking about last week's opinion, which was music, taste, and water. And I asked the question, what kind of music do you listen to? And do you change your answer to this question depending on who you're talking to? The results we got was 53% said yes and 47% said no. I think that is very interesting. I think it definitely... I mean, it's pretty much split down the middle. a little bit to my point. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's cool to see that there is some honest people out there and there is some liars like me. So I'm <laughs> happy to see that that, that was a I was, a like, super discouraged um, when I, I logged on. I want to say it was, like, it was some time after you had posted it and not many people had answered yet. Um, and you and I were the only people <laughs> who had said that we changed our answer. <laughs> And in my head, I was just repeating that situation where we asked if people have issue making friends and nobody did except for us. Yeah. And I was like, oh, no. It's happening. It's just us. In real life. We're not relatable. Uh, We're just like loners and losers. But I'm happy to see that. Yeah, we actually got tipped a little bit more to me in our favor. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) That's so funny. Okay, next we have... This was hard to get answers to. I had to, like, create a, a multiple, multiple choice, choice question. question. And I had to make the correct one, the one that I thought people were least likely to pick. And I know how aggressive it is to click on the wrong answer on Instagram and then have the red X come up and your, like, phone vibrates and it, like, shakes and stuff. And you're like, whoa, holy shit, I got it wrong. <laughs> Anyways. Why did you have to make it the least likely answer? Because I didn't want people to think that ice cold was the right answer, Courtney. But it is the right answer. Wait, are you saying that... Wait, which answer did you put as the right one? 
tea. I don't drink water. Why? <laughs> but lo like and behold, person. lo and behold, the <laughs> most taps was for ice cold water. Bam. My um, people, yeah. Congrats. You guys, you know where I it's guess. at. You know what's happening. No. You get it. No. You get it. You know Your what? water like, should be cold. Tap guys. cold and room temp tied for five people. So, um, you know, 50-50 are tied between tap and room temp. So, I mean. Yeah, but I still think, like, tap cold is still cold. <laughs> so I'm still going to take that as my win. Uh, you, can, you can have room temp. <laughs> uh, I'll take room temp. And then our last question was very specific to our episode. So I'm sorry if you guys didn't watch it and you just had this context to go off of. <laughs> I asked. But also, I hope you listened to our episode. Yeah, that's probably why that this answer got so many good reviews, because I said, do you enjoy eating foods that hurt you? And then below, I kind of listed a couple examples. So salt and vinegar chips, bitter dark chocolate, spicy food could count. Live lobsters do not count. Pineapple, pretty acidic. And based on those options 78 percent said yes so i guess people just enjoy pain yeah. and they just don't want to enjoy their food they like a challenge you know i've accepted we that some like people do like a challenge you know they like to conquer their food <laughs> they like to feel like they've accomplished something <laughs> after eating but yeah i'm happy i'm happy to see that um I wasn't left alone in that sentiment. I was feeling a little bit vulnerable after that episode. Um, Me too, and I'm disappointed. Maybe I was just really fucking weird and, like, messed up that I like food that hurts me. You know, Lydia had some very good points about how I, like, I don't know, get abusive relationships from food. Or I don't know. I don't remember how you phrased it. But that really stuck with me. So I'm happy to see that I'm not... Just, like, really messed up. Thanks, guys. A lot of people like to take toxic relationships out on food. So I'm happy to hear that. Yeah, you're definitely not alone in that one. I mean, technically, your statistic was completely correct. Because you said that, I think it was, the statistic last week was 70 to 80% of people liked ice cold water over, Mm -hmm. like, warmer water. So, I mean, your statistic holds true. Even though it was pseudoscience. Damn. (laughs) Yeah. Anyways, let's get back um, yeah. to the podcast. This week, I think we only have one redemption for idiots, I think. I mean, there's probably yeah. more, but we can we can only remember the one. Yeah, I can't remember anything from my section. I think I blacked out, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, I normally have no idea what we recorded until yeah. I get to the computer the next day and listen to it. And I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we said... Last week that the 2020 Olympics were supposed to be in Korea, um, which was false. They were supposed to be in Tokyo. So so credits to Tokyo for that dope-ass logo. That was really cool. Very creative. Yeah. And I guess condolences to them for not having the Olympics. Yeah, that sucks. I hope they get to have them soon. Yeah, I don't know when they delayed them to. I think they just like, I don't know. Delayed forever. Maybe they just skipped this one. Did you know that Hitler used the Olympics to show off how powerful Germany was during World War II? During World War II. Not even before or after. During. (laughs) Like in the middle of the war. He's like, the Olympics. (laughs) I actually did know that. And there's all those videos like from the Olympics where the whole crowd is doing like the Nazi salute. Yeah. 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 It's eerie. It's really eerie. 
Man, what a world that would have been if, like, Hitler won. Thank God he didn't. Where would we be without Andy Samberg? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that is the worst thing that could have happened. You're right. You're right. Oh, thank God. That was a close one. I know. Jeez. (laughs) Is it too soon for Holocaust jokes? (laughs) Maybe it's one of those things where it's always too soon. Um, okay, yeah, I don't have anything for redemption for idiots. Um, although I might have been an idiot at some point. I just don't recall. Yeah, we're just we're sorry in general for for always being idiots. Um, Yeah, yeah, that's a good But we only have one specific point to to reference, but Mm -hmm. I know my one direction facts were right. So um, I'm feeling confident about that. (laughs) (laughs) But that's about it. Anyways, let's get into it. Let's see let's what's going on this week. Let's get into it. How we feeling, um, how we doing, what we're mad about, what we're happy about. Maybe we'll kill each other at the end of this. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think I think it's my turn to go first, isn't it? I think it is. You fucking tell us, girl. <laughs> All right, you guys. So you might have heard, you know, a little bit of a teaser at the end of last week. Oops, sorry. Um about the fact that I have pretty strong feelings towards a pretty popular character in a pretty popular TV show. And the truth is that I think that Grey's Anatomy got better once Derek died. Boo! You suck. And I know, I know it's going to break a lot of hearts, and I'm sorry you if you suck. don't like Grey's Anatomy or you don't watch Grey's Anatomy. If that's the case, please fast forward to Lydia's part. This is going to be a lot of Grey's Anatomy content. Yeah. But and spoiler I... alerts. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. A lot of spoiler alerts. So Derek just still leaves. Nothing it... happens to him. No. He my just... gosh, no. He's happy, healthy. He's fine. <laughs> he just leaves. He just goes away. Creative differences. <laughs> yeah, drink that red wad. It's the right. last drink you ever <clears throat> have. No, just kidding. Oh, my gosh. So, She's warming up. She's really warming up for the pitch right now. <laughs> so I just... I mean, the overarching feeling is that I think that Derek is kind of a dick. I oh don't think God. he's a nice guy, and I don't think he's a nice boyfriend. Okay? So, at the beginning of Grey's Anatomy, right? Episode one, he seduces Meredith. They sleep together. Mm-hmm. Okay? He's her boss. She's an intern at the hospital. They don't know that yet, so whatever. That's fine. Um, but then they get to work, and they realize the situation that they're in and they kind of continue to see each other. And he kind of like favors her and gives her more surgeries and like uses his power in that way. Um, and so everything is like kind of going fine, whatever. And then he's like, Oh yeah, by the way, I have a wife. And Addison just like shows up out of the blue, his wife, who he's married to, who he's been married to this whole time. So Addison cheated on Derek and then he moved to Seattle to like get away from her but they had never gotten a divorce and addison wanted to work on their marriage and even aside from that i feel like that's something you should tell somebody who you're kind of in a relationship with you know i mean i gotta agree with you on that one you know just like a hey by the way i'm married this is what happened but you know i'm married i think that's a conversation that should have been had so he completely surprises her and addison comes back and addison wants to work on the marriage and he makes Meredith feel like she's not enough, like she's not the first and obvious choice. And you know that scene where she's like, choose me, pick me, 
love love me. me. Like, that's so sad that that girl had to go and, like, beg this man to choose her. To be with her. Yeah, and then after that whole monologue of, like, choose me, love me, pick me, he literally just gets back together with Addison. Oh, my God. Well, I mean, it looks like from my perspective that he was hurt by Addison and he was really, really upset about the fact that she cheated on him. And I think he decided that maybe the marriage is over. Like in my head, like if someone cheated on me, I would be like, okay, it's over, you know? So he um, he was probably coming at it from that perspective where he was like, okay, cool. I'm going to go out on the town, like meet some girls, do whatever, and just live my best single life. Because obviously there's no way we're coming back from this. Yeah, I get that. But then why get back together with her? Once you find a girl who's amazing, who loves you, who's hot, who's not cheating on you, <laughs> who begs you to stay with her, and then you Why just go back to back your together? cheating. I don't know, because you wanted to work on his marriage. Oh my god, that's so lame. I agree. Such a dumb excuse. <laughs> okay, so Derek's back together with Addison. And despite the fact that he's back together with her, he continues to like flirt with Meredith and tell her that he has feelings for her while still staying in his relationship with Addison. So at this point, he's kind of leading them both on. Mm-hmm. And then Meredith is kind of like, whatever, I'm done with this. And she starts dating somebody else who is the vet of her dog. Right, yeah. And Derek gets so mad at her and he ends like their friendship that they were trying to have. And he calls her a whore Ooh. for getting into another relationship. Oh my god. After he left her, <laughs> after he cheated on his wife, I guess, with her, and then yeah. picked somebody else over her, and then continued to lead her on, even though he was with somebody else, he called her a whore. Oh my god, the drama. And then he sleeps with Meredith while he's dating Addison. Even though she's a whore, he sleeps with her again and cheats on Addison. What a shitty man. Yeah, so they're off to Absolute a rocky garbage start. Man. Yeah, yeah. But I think that Grey's Anatomy is nothing without the drama. The show was good. Itself, the show in itself was good when he was there because all of the drama was focused around him and Meredith and everyone was like, holy shit, let's get them together right now. They're obviously the best couple. They obviously need to be together because they both love each other so much and will go through all this other relationships to be together. So the show was very, very good, I think. See, but I think I think that was one of the flaws, and I didn't realize it until after Derek left. And I'm going to get to that later. Okay. But we're going to continue exploring this relationship. So. The narrative. <laughs> they finally uh, they finally get together. Derek finally leaves Addison um, and gets together, gets together with uh, Meredith. Um... And you think it's all, like, hunky-dory. They're finally together. There's no one else screwing it up. Um, And then she, like, low-key tries to kill herself. I don't know if you remember this, but she drowns. Yeah, I do remember that. And she chooses to stop swimming. Yeah. Okay? The morning of the day that she drowns, Derek has to pull her out of a bath because she submerged herself and didn't come back up. So it looked like she was trying to hurt herself. Mm-hmm. Derek, like, pulls her out of the bath and then yells at her and gets mad at her. Okay. Instead of trying to support her, say, hey, are you are you depressed? And 
also the reason why she kind of tried to kill herself is because her mom like became lucid again and she told her mom that she was like really happy with this guy Mm-hmm. And her mom called her ordinary and was like, why are you spending your whole life being dedicated to a guy when I raised you to do amazing things? So mm. she's kind of depressed because she's given up so much for Derek. Mm-hmm. And then Derek just, like, gets mad at her for being sad and upset. And then she goes to mm. work and then she falls in the lake and then she tries to kill herself. Yeah. Um, and then she survives as, as, as it goes in um, Grey's Anatomy. Yeah. Um, and then Meredith wants to specialize in neuro because she really likes brains. Mm-hmm. Um, so she and Derek work together for a little bit. And then Derek decides that he can't work with Meredith and that she has to choose a new specialty. So she completely abandons all the training that she's had and literally is in limbo for a little bit. Not even with a specialty, just trying things out because her boyfriend doesn't want her to do what he's doing. What a power she trip. to find a new thing to do. Right. right. <laughs> um, and then there's the fact that Meredith doesn't want to get married. And then they get married. And then Meredith doesn't want to have kids. But then Derek is like, oh, by, this, by the way, like, meet this child. We're going to adopt her. Even though Meredith has been like, I don't want to do these things. He just keeps pushing. And then when they're trying to adopt their... So when they try to adopt their daughter, Derek, like, introduces Meredith to Zola. And he's like, hey, I really like this kid. We should think about adopting them. And Meredith is like, I'm not too sure about that. I don't really want to do that. Um, But Derek just kind of keeps forcing it. And Meredith finally, like, starts to form an attachment with this child. And at the same time, they're doing that, like, Alzheimer's trial where Meredith, like, messes with it because she wants... Richard's wife to get the actual active medication um and Derek gets so mad about that about her just like acting emotionally and from like an empathetic place that he like risks the adoption going through of this child he puts his career before Meredith and this kid and he basically like made Meredith fall in love with this kid that she didn't want and then gets mad at her for this one thing and moves out and completely jeopardizes this relationship that he forced to happen and yeah so he chooses his career over his wife and potential child which he continues to do for the rest of the show oh my god (laughs) (laughs) um a little ways down the road You know, I think they have, like, two kids at this point. Meredith is, like, Mm. really fed up because she wants to focus on her career, but she has two kids and her husband's, you know, like, the head of surgery. Yeah. So Derek finally agrees that he's going to take a step back so that Meredith can focus on her career. Like, it's her time to shine. It's her time to do her thing. He promises her that. And then he steps back for literally, like, a week before he jumps on this new project with Callie that captures the attention of the White House. Oh. <laughs> and then he takes a job in D.C. with the president and leaves Meredith with her kids to take care of Good them. Good luck with to your everything career, at home. Meredith. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then he's like, oh, it's okay. I figured it all out. We're going to move to D.C. I got you a job at this random hospital. Like, it's okay. We can do this. And she's like, what? Like, I never agreed to move my life. I never agreed to move yeah. my career. Like, I have friends here. I have roots here. Why wasn't I consulted about this? And then he calls her selfish and says, you're oh like God. your cold-hearted mother because you want a career. 
because he oh decided God. that he wanted to move somewhere to pursue his career after he told her that it was her turn to do her career. And apparently oh she's selfish God. because she won't let him do his career. Wow. I'm, I'm really blindsided by this. I'm not going to lie. I've never looked at it from this like perspective before. I watched it once and I said, they belong together. And I was heartbroken when they died, but I <laughs> never realized how much of a selfish jerk he is. That's yeah. so hypocritical. Yeah, and, like, he was kind of mean to his sister, too. So, like, while this was all happening, when he accepts the job in D.C., mm-hmm. his little sister takes his job because she's also, like, a brain surgeon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when things, like, in D.C. don't go as planned and he's trying to, like, work on things with Meredith, he comes back and he just, like, expects... His to job have his to job given there. back to him. Yeah. He's just right. like, oh, But at that point, like, Amelia's already doing... Amelia's already doing her shit. Like, she's found her footing after so much trials and tribulations, and now she finally has a stable <laughs> job, and she's happy. And then he's like, no, there's two heads of Neuro. Yeah, and then there's this one scene where this girl, like, recognizes Amelia from... I think it's, like, a AA meeting or something like that. Um, and Amelia is operating on, like, a family member of that person, and the person, like, freaks out, and she's like, oh, you're a drug addict, like, you can't be operating on, you know, my family member, like, you're not qualified to do this, why are you here? And Derek is standing there, watching this, and instead of standing up for his sister, he waits until it's over, and then he steals the surgery from his sister. He takes the surgery from her instead of standing up for her <laughs> no. and saying, like, she's qualified to do this. He takes the surgery. He's like, it's okay. If you're not comfortable, I'll do it for you. She's, that's not the problem, right? Derek. It's not about comfort. No. <laughs> <laughs> this person just outed what? her for a drug problem that she doesn't even have anymore in the middle yeah. of the hospital. She's very upset. And he just goes and steals the surgery from her. What a snake. I agree. What an absolute savage. I agree. <laughs> So basically, I think that when Derek died, Meredith actually became a character. I think that before he died, her character was just, like, Derek's boyfriend, Derek's wife. Mm -hmm. And the whole show was about Meredith and Derek. And it was really about this not-so-good relationship that was slightly, like, emotionally abusive. Yeah. And we were all expected to, like, fall in love with it and really root for them. Um, but when he died, like, the cases got more interesting and the show got more intense because they didn't have this crutch of their relationship to base all of their Mm -hmm. plot lines off of. They actually had to, like, think of new things to make the plot interesting. (laughs) And I thought Mm. it got so much better. Like, Meredith becomes such a cool character without Derek. Oh. Um, So I think that Derek just needed to die so that Grey's Anatomy could thrive. Wow. <laughs> wow. That was beautiful. Oh my gosh. Thanks. Thanks. Dude. That was great. I wonder what the show would have been like if there was no Derek in the beginning. If it didn't start with that whole meet cute in the hospital. If Meredith just was on her own in the hospital, she would have done so well, you know, because she got so many perks from him and she learned a lot from yeah, him too from having him and also from like her mom being famous and yeah from the chief of surgery like being her mom's lover like, affair yeah yeah she had a <laughs> lot of things helping her get to where she was yeah she did she but was i mean like for that. 
I totally fell for the Derek and Meredith thing. And I was really into it when I was watching mm-hmm. it. And I was really rooting for them. And I really enjoyed that part of the show. But after he died, I kind of realized that the show was a lot better without him. Wow. And then I went Damn. back and I pondered on the things that he had done. And I was like, this actually was a really bad relationship. Yeah, he's very toxic. He is. And he just, like, constantly undermines women. Women that he, like, are in his life, his family, the people that Mm -hmm. he loves. And he just, like, expects them to put everything on hold for him and that he should succeed. And that they should help him succeed. And after he left, the trio of Meredith, Amelia, and Maggie became such a strong female trio. And I love them. And they're so good without Derek. Yeah. (laughs) Hell yeah. Feminism. We hate Derek on this podcast. That's that was great. Honestly, ten out of ten. I wish I remembered more about Grey's Anatomy. I'm not gonna lie, but I had to do some research about this. Mm -hmm. There's um a Grey's Anatomy fandom that breaks down like every single episode and tells you everything that happens in the episode, and you can search like each character, and it'll tell you their whole life story. Nice. Um, there's this like quote that I pulled out because I don't know where they got this or who came mm-hmm. up with this if it was in the show but I thought it was so funny so it's a part about like Derek's early life okay mm-hmm. and it just says Derek had no hair products he had a large afro acne a weight of 110 pounds <laughs> and played the saxophone in the school band <laughs> what the fuck and I don't know where they got that from <laughs> No hair products. (laughs) Or why it was important to include. But yeah, they go into detail. They know a lot on this fandom. That's crazy. How did they know that he played the saxophone? Was that that canon or was that made up? Yeah, I feel like it was probably mentioned like once in one episode somewhere. And someone was like, I gotta add this to the fandom. Dedication. That is Dedication. dedication. Very impressive. Wow, rip, man. Yeah. So, I mean, I can't support a toxic male. I mean, like, obviously, I'm going to hate that. <laughs> You're coming at this with strong points. I am. So I stupid. Am. I wish he was better. Me too. I really but do. Meredith deserved a lot better. But she still she loved did. him so much. But she's she just so much, so much better from... alone. Every time she gets into a relationship on Grey's Anatomy, I'm like, ugh. Not this again. Here we go again. Yeah, she just, (laughs) she does so much better when she's alone. She has really strong, like, female relationships in her life. And Mm -hmm. she really thrives off of those. Like, her and Christina, like, her relationship with Christina was always more important than her relationship with Derek. And I love that. And -hmm. it was a lot healthier. And now she has a relationship with, like, her sisters. And I just think she Mm -hmm. thrives off of those relationships. And not off of men who are intimidated by her success and want to undermine yeah. it. Oh my gosh, that's so true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Derek. I feel like he did try to teach her stuff, though. I don't know if he was always constantly undermining her. I think he appreciated the booty he was getting. and um, That's true. He gave her some cool surgeries. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, I mean, as like a harmless little thing, all power to her, you know? For how are her relationships sticking like, it to the man? But she dated that other guy, did she not? That um he was like really sexy. <laughs> he was a lot younger than her, I remember. Oh, and DeLuca? I think he... Yeah, 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 DeLuca. 
yeah. that relationship. I haven't watched it in weird. a long time. I'm not going to lie, but I'm pretty sure they dated. So I'm wondering if maybe maybe she's the toxic one because she does so good on her own. And That's then true. every time she gets into a relationship, something goes down. Like something has to happen. Someone's not meeting her needs. Someone, I don't know. Maybe she should just stay single forever. I agree with that. I think she should. I think the show's a lot better with her single. I think she's a lot better single. I don't know if she's the toxic one, though. I think she just kind mm. of prioritizes things other than her relationship. I guess maybe yeah. not when she's in a relationship. I feel like maybe her priorities come a little bit mixed up. But I don't know if she's the toxic one. But it was kind of weird that she dated DeLuca because he was, like, really young and her yeah. subordinate. Yeah. And she dated him and then they got into like legal trouble together and he took the fall for it. Which oh, is really? also kind of weird. Yeah, he literally goes to jail because she <gasps> she uses her do- she like so there's a kid in the hospital who has cancer who is undocumented so doesn't have any um insurance to cover surgery. Oh, yeah. So she writes her daughter's name on the file and says she's operating on her daughter. Oh, okay. So that her insurance will pay for this child's surgery. Mm-hmm. Um, and her and DeLuca do it together and DeLuca knows about it and then I guess like the feds find out or whatever and they come after Meredith and DeLuca takes the fall for it he's like I, I was the one that did it Meredith didn't know anything about it and then he goes to jail wow. yeah. oh my how right how long like, I don't know if I love that or hate that yeah. um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I haven't seen the most that was the end of the last season that I watched Oh, okay. Um, I Holy think shit. on Netflix now, but I haven't seen it yet. But yeah, he literally goes to jail for is, her. Is that love or is that toxic? I can't tell. <laughs> or is she just using the system to her advantage? I don't know. Dang. Like someone did before her. Maybe she's learning all her crazy tricks from how Derek treated people in the hospital. Oh, maybe. Maybe Derek lives on through Meredith. Yeah. <laughs> holy shit she turns into, <laughs> she's combined both of the characters now that derek's not there <laughs> so yeah that's my opinion on derek i don't think he's that good <laughs> just a toxic man yeah toxic man toxic plan rest in peace toxic men yeah um i've been watching a lot of tv shows as you all know and i have been i have stumbled upon this tv trope which i never realized was true until recently which is that satan is always sexy and he's (laughs) always a lot cooler than god (laughs) always a lot cooler than god he always he satan is always the one for the people always really advocating for free will for just doing whatever you want for not having any shame in your actions and stuff like that and he's always the one who's just really present in like any sort of plot line i find he always has something to say, has something to do, lends someone power or something like that. Meanwhile, God is in the corner, like not doing anything. 
just like being like, oh, be a good person and everything is going to work out and it's all going to be fine. But that's just not how it is. Sometimes you need to be selfish. Sometimes you need to do things and then you shouldn't have to feel guilty about it, which is something that I really respect about Satan and like his whole everything that came out of that. Um, so I was wondering why why is he always so hot? Right. Because in <laughs> Catholicism and it could be a girl, too, like she's and they're always really hot, too. Um, in Catholicism, he is supposed to be evil and he's like represented by like this demon beast thing with horns and goat feet and like isn't very cute, right? But then he always chooses a really hot host, like a really hot human to like take on his form and like become that that thing and then goes around tempting people. So I kind of came to a conclusion that he's always sexy because everybody wants like someone that's hot, you know what I mean? And Tempting people is a lot easier when you're that hot. And so if you have like a ripped body, if you have like nice hair and like really cute eyes and like you're charming and you're flirty and stuff like that, people are way more likely to do your evil bidding than they would be if you weren't as attractive. That's also a statement on society. (laughs) That's pretty, what's it called again? Pretty... Pretty privilege? Pretty privilege. Yes, thank you. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah, so Satan basically has pretty privilege. (laughs) I mean, I'm going to premise this um, conversation by just stating that I'm an atheist. Just, and you know just what Satanists get that call themselves? What? Um, um, they call themselves atheists. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah, of course. And I mean, if I were like, is Satan? What is, what is he? A god? He's not a god. Satan is a fallen angel. Used to sit right next to God. If I were a fallen angel... And I had the option of coming back to Earth to do whatever. I would mm-hmm. choose a hot body. Like, if yeah, you can course. choose anything <laughs> on the market, you're going to choose a hot body. It's fun to yeah. be, like, pretty and attractive. <laughs> yeah, Especially exactly. in this world. So I totally don't blame him for that. I think it might just yeah. be like a, hey, if you could be anyone, why not be a hot person? Exactly, exactly. I totally, yeah. And um, here's one other thing, too, is supposedly he is representing evil, right? The evil desires, the deep, dark truths of humanity that nobody ever wants to talk about, nobody ever wants to put out in the open because you're going to feel shame or whatever. Then why is he so such a bad boy like (laughs) in like the hottest possible sense and why is everyone always having so much fun yeah exactly just not giving a fuck just like always driving really nice cars too i don't know what that's about Yeah, like if you look at satan's party everyone's just like drinking it up living it up enjoying their life and then you look at god's party and everyone's just kind of like being virtuous and yeah i just imagine people standing around a table and just like talking like a work party (laughs) yeah professional work party (laughs) yeah exactly exactly. just like small talk satan's (laughs) yeah satan's is like underground you know there's cool lights and shit like that um so pretty much my conclusion here is that um you can only be evil if you're also really hot because then you get away with it or you can be hot and being evil makes you hotter because you're like that falling into that bad boy like scenario or bad girl thing you know people love it when like satan decides to shoot someone in the head and then like wipe the blood off their forehead and like make out with someone you know like (laughs) it's crazy (laughs) devilishly handsome if you will 
I mean, this is one of like the beefs that I've always had with our modern understanding of religion is that people are so caught up on little things like drinking and sex before marriage or whatever. And there's so many bigger issues in the world that I truly don't think if I were a god, I would not be worried about the person who drinks wine on a Wednesday night. Like, I'd be worried about the people that are, like, murdering others, genocide, hate. There are bigger issues. Way bigger issues. And I think that Satan recognizes that. I think he really notices that, you know, maybe there's some things about humanity that you can just take responsibility for yourself. And maybe you don't need a set of rules and, like, Ten Commandments to follow in order to be that person. Maybe you could just be a good person. Is it really that hard? And also have sex. Like, <laughs> Yeah, just have fun. Yeah. I mean, why aren't we allowed to have fun with the one life that we have on I know, Earth? Right? I mean, if, if, if you believe that you have one life. On yeah, Earth. yeah, that's Sorry, a whole other thing. Um, Sorry, Buddha. So after looking into this TV trope, I kind of fell into this rabbit hole of looking into Satanism and trying to figure out what it's all about. And one of the first things I came across, this is kind of a story. In 2018, there was a monument of the Ten Commandments put in a public place in Detroit. And it was humongous. And it was just this really, really large thing. And a lot of people were very upset about it because why does this big Catholic thing need to be in the middle of a public space? Like you can buy private property to shove your religion down people's throats. So Satanism kind of had this rebirth where they decided to protest this and they created this eight foot tall statue of this Satan with two little kids like looking up to him. It's a classic image like we can post it somewhere and you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. This goat headed, ripped, absolutely shredded hot piece of ass. (laughs) And they were, yeah, because they had this amazing idea of this protest which impeded on their first amendment rights this was in america right so they were like there we have a freedom to do whatever we want and literally putting this uh monument of the ten commandments is completely impeding on that so satanism kind of had this rebirth where they turned into a protest group and they don't have any like affiliations with satan himself they actually don't believe in satan they just believe in like a set of rules which you can use to govern your own life and they don't see him as a deity or a god they actually don't worship a deity or a god they kind of put that onto themselves and you're kind of your own god <laughs> Not yeah go- i feel like I, satan is like understood as like the anti-god or like the opposite mm-hmm. of god so i think it's more like symbolic of um just being like opposite of believing in God and kind of trying to piss off the religious people (laughs) a little bit and offend them a little bit. Oh my God, did they succeed? Dude, the religious people were pissed. They were so pissed. Even people in parliament had these crazy ass opinions about how the Ten Commandments was the first piece of rules that we had ever like discovered on earth. And it's basically embedded into the uh, constitution and how every single right and freedom is essentially copied and pasted from the Ten Commandments kind of thing. So they're like, oh, a Catholic, like uh, religion is embedded in our history and it's in our society, blah, 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 all this stuff. And like, <laughs> it's just Satan. It's just like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, that's not <laughs> true at all. There, You just need to have a way more open mind. And like, yeah, they... 
I, I'm really interested in Satanism. I visited a website, churchofsatan.com. Freaking incredible. I think I've been to that. Incredible. Oh, okay. The Church of Satan, they named abortion as a religious, um, I'll just say practice for okay. now. They claimed that abortion was a religious practice in Satanism, and it was a way to honor their God. <laughs> and in the Constitution, religious, like, practices um, and traditions are protected. Like, you can't prosecute mm-hmm. somebody based on their religion. So they claimed abortion as a part of their religion oh my- to protect it in the Constitution from people trying to overturn Roe v. Wade. Dude, that's amazing. See what see what I'm saying? Like, Isn't the Church of Satan is doing a lot of really good things for people. Like, And I think that's just, like, giving religious people... Like, I have nothing against religious people. Mm. Let me just say that. I'm talking more about, like, the hyper-religious people who use it in the wrong ways, who use it to spread hate. Um, But I think they were just trying to, like, stick it in their faces. (laughs) Being like, if you're going to use all of these things to your own advantage to spread Mm -hmm. hate, we're going to do the exact same thing to progress our own agenda yes i love it and it's all about like oh it's just all about freedom for individuals and like just independence and they're for the people that's what i'm saying dude that's such a good example of how positive satanism is um i want to read off quickly the nine satanic sins because i thought this was really interesting and really funny (laughs) okay okay so number one satanic sin is stupidity Amazing. 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 So amazing. It's the cardinal sin. And then they said, it's too bad that stupidity isn't painful. Ignorance is one thing, but our society thrives on increasingly stupid people. (laughs) Second one, (laughs) pretentiousness. Love that. Mm. Don't be pretentious. Everyone is made to feel like a big shot. And then, okay. And the sixth one, lack of perspective. Seven is like forgetfulness of past orthodoxes. Eighth is counterproductive pride. Ninth is lack of aesthetics. I think this falls directly into my argument about how Satan is fucking awesome. Because... So, like, you have to be hot to yeah. be a Satanist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, there are universally pleasing and harmonious configurations that should not be denied. Go Ooh. off. <laughs> yeah i'm actually like really into this stuff it's so interesting i cut i fell into a really deep rabbit hole and um one more thing is there's this meme going around um it's kind of old but it's this guy being like notice me senpai notice me have you seen that one no i don't think so okay okay because it's honestly like the funniest thing ever and he's talking about the statue that was erected in Detroit in form of protest of shoving the Ten Commandments down people's throats. And it was so amazing. This guy's like so strange. I never made that connection that he was the he was talking about the the statue Satan. of Beaphomet, I think it's called. <laughs> so funny. Oh my gosh, yeah. I think that Satanism gets a really bad rep. I'm not gonna lie. Honestly, so does Satan. He he got cast away from heaven. Because he fell in love with a human. And God told him, that's a sin. You get the fuck out of here. Actually? Yeah. Isn't that so sad? That's kind of fucked up. I know. Discriminating against somebody because of the person that you love? Yeah. Is, is that a theme that we see in religion? 
think I think it is. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> I think it is. <laughs> so it's not surprising, but that's sad. Poor Satan. Yeah, he was the first one. And actually, in some of the um, religious lore, <laughs> um, the Bible, <laughs> but I'm going to call it lore because, like, come on. <laughs> I like um, that, yeah. <laughs> it said that he was the most beautiful of all the angels. So it's actually canon in lore that, like, Satan has to be hot because he was the hottest of all Ooh. of the rest of the angels. And then his he's misunderstood because he doesn't, torture souls because he wants to he does it because it's his job he he didn't ask for this he got sent out of hell and then he got forced to turn into a bad guy and it's honestly kind of sad he's just an exploited middle class worker like everyone else (laughs) just waking up every day going to a job he hates but has to do to get by to pay the bills to keep god happy He's yeah. got to get up every morning and torture people. He doesn't want to, but now everyone hates him. Yep, just because of and that. And they don't hate they don't hate the man at the top. No, they don't. They don't blame him for it. They say Mm-mm. it's not it's not his fault, but he's the one who fucking sent him down there, you know? And like I understand oh. what makes him such a compelling villain and like he's not even a villain anymore really. Like people kind of treat him as something much more than that. Sometimes he can be a villain cuz he is a little selfish at times but that goes against the teachings of the church of satan so um, <laughs> maybe he's not falling directly into that he makes a really compelling villain just because of how complex he is i mean something that's always like really confused me about religion and about the concept mainly catholicism is that mm. i theoretically in theory i could live my whole life being sinful and like just having a good time having fun because of course to live your life in a way that abides by the religion is just not that much fun. So I could mm. have lots of fun. And then the moment before I die, I could say, God, please forgive me. And then I'm fine. I'm good. I get a yeah. pass. I get to go to heaven still. That's always confused me. Yeah. That's a I weird know, right? way to like work. This, like, too. why does it work like that? I don't know. I guess if you really decide that you love God in the last second that you're alive. as fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's suspicious it is a little suspicious maybe maybe if you just live like that you would be a lot happier and you wouldn't be judging other people based on some stuff that doesn't really uh hold up in today's society you know like people are really just trying to be themselves drinking doesn't make you a bad person you know neither does having sex before marriage like no but fucking like hating people and killing people does misogynistic (laughs) yeah i know know. it's as if the bible was written by eight men or something you think (laughs) it was written by the disciples yeah (laughs) (laughs) that's so ironic how weird huh maybe it's not a feminist um (laughs) book (laughs) (laughs) do you think the reason that society hates hot women is because um catholicism has told us to hate beauty and hotness because oh Satan was the most beautiful. No, Satan was the most beautiful yeah. of all the angels. And then he became Satan. So that kind of yeah, means they... <gasps> that beauty might be a sin and beauty might be like a representation of Satan. Oh my God. Right? That's... Do you follow? Yeah, I do follow. Dude, that's that's a very good theory. That's some deep-rooted Catholicism also, right there. <laughs> also... Beauty is kind of something that is core is like a feminine attribute generally, right? Mm-hmm. When we talk about beauty. Why is beauty associated with Satan? Why is femininity associated? This might be getting too deep for for our light opinions, but 
Uh, I think it's okay. I have conspiracies <laughs> yeah. about the church. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting. Now, even though they're turning Satan into like a male figure who is mm. always kind of hot, it's still always this cunning seducer, this person who can get you to do whatever they want because they're so attractive because their ideals are so attractive when really it's just about human nature like it's it's not anything horrible (laughs) no it's not if you're jewish you don't go to hell hell doesn't exist i've heard that that's (laughs) i mean yeah sure right i guess that makes sense (laughs) right because like if you could just announce that you believe in god at the last second before you die that's such a cop-out. So they were like, okay, let's make a cop-out for that cop-out, which is there is no hell. You just have to stay devoted for the for I whole actually life. heard something the other day that um, the reference to hell in the Bible is Hades. And it was actually oh. referencing an actual location in the world. Like there's a place, I think it was in Jerusalem, I guess, mm-hmm. or like outside of Jerusalem that was called Hades. So That's when they're so referencing in the Bible, they're not talking about hell. They're talking about, like, that place out of the city and people used to go there and, like, burn garbage and stuff. <laughs> so there was, like, always fires and it was smoking and burning. Mm-hmm. So it is possible that, like, the religion as a whole has completely misinterpreted the understanding of hell. And that there might not be hell. They might have just been literally talking about that fiery a place location. outside of town. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so funny. That's so embarrassing for them. <laughs> Yeah, could you imagine if that's the case and people are living such virtuous lives and, like, yeah. not having a good time and then they you die. You don't even, hell doesn't even God exist. Is like, they didn't even say there's, hell in there's the Bible. No, there's no, there's no, what are you talking about? Hell? I mean, Hades? The little town outside of Jerusalem? <laughs> you want to go there? Like, <laughs> it sounds nice. It's actually changed a lot in the years. <laughs> there's, there's a pool, there's a sauna. <laughs> I heard the other day that the Bible um, actually never said anything against being homosexual. And the part in the Bible where people reference where it says man shall not lie with man was actually misinterpreted. And it actually says man shall not lie with boy, meaning a child, meaning pedophilia. Oops. Yep. (laughs) Oops. I mean, like... They done fucked up. (laughs) Basically, it's just fucked up how they pick and choose what is gonna be their rules and they also kind of mixed that up because priests are really notorious for oh laying with right. little boys mm-hmm. so they, they they did a little oopsie on that one yeah they sure did now look at us now priests think that's fucking acceptable like are you kidding me <laughs> they're like we can yeah. lie with little boys but not with men not with men like that's where we draw the line <laughs> people need to re-examine this whole religion thing Yeah, I agree with you. I think that basing beliefs on a text that was written thousands of years ago for a context of thousands of years ago probably needs to be re-examined. Yeah. And not taken so literally and taken more as like, yes, this was something that was written a really long time ago. Like how when we read Shakespeare, we don't take it literally. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah, yeah. We need to... Re-examine the way that we're understanding the Bible. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's why you should join the Church of Satan. Church they of are Satan. a very forward-thinking religion, if you can even call it that. Just an association to belong to. 
They give you rules to follow, which are very, very good rules. They also have their own version of the Ten Commandments, but I think it's like, I think they call them sins still, but it's, it's just about being an individual and it's nothing about any greater being or any, it's just very good. It's very enlightened, I think, and it's very one step ahead of the curb and it allows itself to adapt and people just associate the media is what I mean when I say people just associate so many negative things with them and they haven't done any of this negative shit although there was that mm, okay I actually can't say that because one of their followers ended up being in the Manson family but they okay, rebranded hold on no. hold, on. hold yeah. on one one satanist yeah ended one. up being a questionable person can't I mean the amount of things that have been done in the name of actual religion Facts. That have been horrible, inhumane things kind of outweigh that one little. Yeah. yeah, you're right. If we could excuse people for doing crazy things in the name of religion, then I think that that shouldn't stop we can at excuse that, being that a Satan one, worshiper. That one Manson. <laughs> that one, yeah. But to be fair, the religion isn't very old. Their text was published in 1969. And that's kind of when and it I'm started sure to get established. I don't think... Th- that Manson like did what he did in the name of Satanism either. I think he just yeah. happened to also be a Satanist. Yeah, which is a little different. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, no, Satanism doesn't doesn't want anyone to be murdering anyone. They don't even do any animal sacrifices or anything like that. People just made that up. To make <laughs> That's <them> good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Glad to hear that. One of their biggest things is about taxing the church more. Um, and saying that they don't pay enough and being subsidized by the government is kind of unacceptable. And that's one of their main mission statements is to really level the playing field for like other that. religions. Yeah. Yeah. Like no other religions are funded in any way by the government. And I think it's an issue when churches start building like gold statues yeah. outside of them when like their whole thing is like taking care of the poor. And it's pretty much about freedom of choice, which I think is really, really cool. Yeah. And yeah, I, like I that. think it's it's very good. We love a good set of rules, you know? Especially me, you know. I love the horoscopes. <laughs> I stand by it. I love a good set of rules. You just love people telling you how to live your life? Oh, I love it. it. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, sometimes it's just easier. <laughs> It's just easier when someone's like, this is bad and this is good. And then there's just no room for gray area. It's because I was I raised so. Catholic that I'm so reliant on I mean, on these I rules. think... I think maybe we should all just focus on treating other people kindly. And treating ourselves kindly. And treating the world kindly. And I think that's all you gotta do to be a good person. You can yeah. have fun. You can do fun things. Just, like, treat everyone with kindness and everything with kindness. And you're good. Yeah, that's my philosophy. That should be the only rule. It should be. It would just solve so many issues. And I think it, yeah, I think it's really been taken out of context. I think the purpose of religion was, you know, to treat others with kindness and to have these like golden governing rules about how to be a nice, good person. Mm -hmm. But I think certain like interpretations of it have just fueled so much hate in the world and so much violence Mm -hmm. that it's kind of like straight away from the point of it and that brings me to if you are a religious person listening to this podcast we mean no offense to you you're totally allowed to have your religious beliefs 
and we stand um, by our rule yeah. of satanism which is just do you <laughs> be your yeah own exactly individual. just do you just be a good person and that's all you need to do and um the only hate that we're directing is at people who are hateful yeah so if you're not yeah. hateful this is not at you like they say do unto others as they do unto you and if someone is going to do something hateful we got to send the hate right back shall we do conclusion yeah totally do you have any life updates anything Um, new and fun happening in your life any stories yeah i've been going for a walk every day you know trying to get my fit on i went skating that was a lot of fun yeah i am taking my apple watch oh wow look at that it's great (laughs) and it makes me feel really good when i burn the right amount of calories and it's like you've reached your goal i'm like oh yes i did thank you it's nice (laughs) Yeah, I went skating with my brother. We played some hockey on this like random river that we found. <laughs> and, oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was a lot of yeah, it was a lot of fun. He's in my bubble, so we're good. Um, yeah, it was really cool. <laughs> I would hope so. You guys live together. We live at the same house. <laughs> yeah, it was a lot of fun, and I don't know what happened there, but I think just like being outdoors and just like hanging out together for the first time in a while, because like we lived separate lives. But he started laughing at my jokes a lot more, so maybe he realized I'm funny. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's because you have a podcast now. He's like, oh my god. That's probably it. She is funny. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Overall, like, pretty pretty solid week. I'm really excited to go skating again. There's, like, a lot of outdoor rinks that are trying to be made in my neighborhood. And, yeah, that's that's really exciting. Is it freezing in Victoria? In- no. Oh, okay. I saw, like, my breath for the first time yesterday. Oh my god. <laughs> Oh my god. So, like, no, not at all freezing. <sighs> nice. Oh, Yeah. I love skating. I, that's nice. the one thing I would miss the most if I were to move to BC is skating. Like, you could do it indoors, yeah. but outdoors is so nice. I can't say that I... Yeah, I don't really skate mm, that true. often. I think the last time I skated was on the canal. Oh my and god. Here. That was fun. Yeah. I have a fun little... little little story for everyone yay let's hear it um so i know that i've been talking a lot about my sleep on this podcast so i just decided decided that i will continue on this journey with you guys and tell you about my sleeping um habits and patterns and adventures so i told you all that i got that like light Mm -hmm. that simulates the sunrise so it turns on like 30 minutes before I'm supposed to get up. So it turns on at 6.30 and then I get up at 7. Nice. Um, but I've talked a lot about my one cat, Zola. <laughs> but I actually have, I have two cats. Yeah. So I have Zola and I have Salem. Um, Salem is our little chonk. Such a chonk. She's a heavy girl. Chonky chonk. Loves nothing in the world more than food. Her absolute <laughs> favorite thing in the world is food and being fed and eating. Yeah. So Salem has learned and learned very quickly that the light turning on means that I'm getting up soon. Mm-hmm. So in the morning now at 630, when I'm supposed to have 30 minutes left to sleep, the second the light turns on, <laughs> Salem is beside my ear meowing for the next 30 oh minutes. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah, that backfired on me real quick. I thought it would make my mornings easier, but it's made them pretty hostile. (laughs) Hostile (laughs) Cats take it too far. They just don't know when to stop. They just take it too far. They wake up, they choose violence, 
They, it's just too much. That's my life now. Salem's my alarm clock. <laughs> oh, girl. So sorry. That sucks. That last 30 minutes is precious. I'm still struggling with my sleep, personally. Um, I, I had an early class today. I had it at, at okay. 9.30. And I woke up at 8.30. Hung out for, like, 30 minutes. And then I went back to bed. And I slept for through my class so that was really embarrassing <laughs> literally missed my first class <laughs> amazing i know i was like damn it i woke up at 11 30 i was like no no, <laughs> no. <laughs> that's rough that's no, rough i'm sorry it'll get better i'm sure <laughs> i actually made a note i think it was a story yeah. i wanted you to tell on the podcast Oh, me to tell. Yeah. A request. My first request. <laughs> I love it. About how you had that sex toy shelf. And then tell tell everybody <laughs> what you did when you moved out of the house. Okay. So I used to live in a house with two of my friends. Um, and something that we loved doing was going to Sex and Booze trivia. So it was basically trivia, but everything was like topics about Sex and Booze. And if you won trivia, the prizes that you would win were like various sex toys. Yeah. Um, so we thought it was really fun. We loved going. Um, so we developed quite a collection because not everyone loved going as much as us. So there were rarely many people there. Um, so we often won things slash convinced the guy just to give us things. <laughs> So yeah, we we had a shelf in our house on display for all of our visitors who came over, <laughs> all of our fun sex toys. Um, and then it came time to move out of the house. And of course, like, we were like, what are we going to do with these? Yeah, that was like weird, the last like, thing to porno stay Porno DVDs house. and the strap on. Yeah. <laughs> we had no idea to do, what to do with it. But we felt bad throwing out all this stuff that we had acquired. So we decided to leave a little gift. <laughs> For whoever moves into our house next, and we hid them throughout the house. <laughs> um, I think we put them, we were going to put them in the roof, in the attic, but I think we actually put them in the laundry room. There's, like, this cupboard that people don't really open, and there's a bunch of old, like, laundry detergent bottles in there, and we shoved them in the back of that shelf. Closed it, and that was the last thing that we did in our house. I love that. I have no idea if they've ever been discovered or <laughs> what happened with them, or if they're just still oh sitting my in God, there. That's so um, amazing! I'm waiting for the day, man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Always check every nook and cranny in your house. <laughs> if you live in Guelph, oh <laughs> check it out. <laughs> check it out. So funny! If someone finds it and they don't listen to the podcast, they're gonna think that the last people who lived there were just like constantly just having orgies, <laughs> constantly like living their best lives. Satan worshippers and all. Oh, amazing, amazing! Oh. And it was funny because there's like two types of people that would come to the house. So there was the type of person who would clearly see the shelf full of sex toys. Yeah. And, like, quickly look away and not mention it and try not to look at it anymore. <laughs> and then there were the people who would just dive in and start opening the shit up, <laughs> trying it on, throwing it around <laughs> at Lydia. Yeah. Um, that, was a, that was fun. I remember yeah, trying it was on a the good strap time. That was crazy. <laughs> you came with us one time to Sex Trivia. Yeah, did yeah, I did. 
we won the whip and the masquerade oh, yeah, thing the and the butt plug i still nice. have that butt plug still waiting to take it out of the package <laughs> yeah that's how most of our stuff ended up yeah 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 <laughs> actually i found some um pocket lube in my wallet the other day i guess oh, i had stuck it in you. there from <laughs> some boost trivia and i was like what the what the heck is this <laughs> thank goodness it was like a little soy sauce packet but it was oh, lube. that's amazing oh my god just in case i hope they found it i hope so too that's putting good karma into the or universe, i hope they I haven't think. found it and one day somebody discovers this podcast Ooh. and listens to this episode and is living in the house and and looks for it that would be so cool if, like, a year from now, someone is like, I listened to Podcast 5, and I live in Guelph, found the shelf, and then they send us pictures in the strap-on. <laughs> yes, if you if you find it, if you listen to this podcast and you found it because of this podcast, please send me pictures. Yeah, that would be amazing. Would we'll put it on our Patreon. <laughs> no, we we will we put won't. it on our... No, no, no. <laughs> With your consent. No. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, come on, we got it. We might give you a free Patreon account if you do that for us. Yeah, totally worth it. If you're not already one, but you should already be one. Yeah, exactly. Only $3 and you get to see such funny stuff. Totally worth it. And you get to support us, which is just the bell of the ball. Who wouldn't want to support these two beautiful, hilarious, Satan-worshipping, derecating... We're both students. Yeah. Um trying to do school and pay for our educations and also do this thing that we really love doing which is podcasting for you guys um so if you have the money to spare and you like our content we would love it if you would support us we would really appreciate Um, it and yeah you get access to some pretty fun stuff and our ideas are always evolving so new stuff Mm. will always be coming and new perks will always be coming yeah and if you want here's an idea that i had so one of the tiers is called the Very Excellent Person tier. It's $420. So what I'm thinking is you get a couple of your friends. And mm. You save up the money together. And together maybe it won't be that much. And then we can do everything that's explained in the tier. Go check out our Patreon in order to figure out what that is. And maybe we'll but it's somehow... Fun. I don't know if we can, but we can make that payment just a one-time thing. Not a monthly yeah. Oh, one hundred. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. It's just a one-time thing, but it's pretty Just a fun. one-time thing, and then, like, a lifetime subscription kind of thing, maybe, since yeah. a $3 subscription uh, is monthly, $420, maybe a year subscription, Yeah, maybe six months. Or you can choose which <laughs> tier you want, and that money yeah. can go towards whichever tier you want for however long that money would last you, Yeah, if that makes sense. One. That makes yeah. a lot. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. That's a good one. So that'd be so awesome. Check it out. <laughs> check out Patreon. There's fun yeah, stuff on there, guys. I'm so excited. Support We're us. Love us. And Choose we love me. getting to know you guys. Pick me. Pick me. Love. <laughs> love me. Us. Love us. <laughs> <laughs> We really want to get to know you guys better. Like, we're so excited to build a community and to have people to chat with all the time and, like, discuss new yeah. ideas, maybe. Like, it would just be so awesome. And the guys get to have instant friends. But we'll keep doing it even if you don't support us. Yeah. So. Straight back. Uh, you can take that as a threat or <laughs> as encouragement, <laughs> whatever you want. But we're not stopping. <laughs> Oh, also, one more thing, and then I promise we'll wrap it up. Um, If you guys are listening on Apple Podcasts, 
But I think Google Podcasts might have this feature as well. If you guys want to leave us a review or even just rate us, we would really appreciate that. Yeah, that Um, would be awesome. We need some feedback. (laughs) Yeah, just whatever your thoughts are. It can be good. It can be bad. I would rather it be good, but it totally can be bad. Thank you so much, everybody, for hanging out with us this week, for listening to our interesting, interesting opinions on uh, pop culture this week. Derek and the (laughs) devil. Or is Derek (laughs) the devil? Thank you so much, everybody. Ooh, is because evil is sexy. Or is sexy Hmm. evil? Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) These are the questions we think about. They keep us up at night. Um, let us know if they keep you up at night too. You can follow us and find us on Instagram at very.unimportantpeople. You can also email us at hatersclickhere at gmail.com. And that's H-A-T-R-S click here at gmail.com. And you can also find us on Twitter. <laughs> Please follow us at the unimportant PPL. Like people, short form for people. So V unimportant. <laughs> you can find some exclusive sound bites on there uh you could see just our daily thoughts and musings and going arounds and yeah i mean it'd be really fun to interact with people on twitter it's super entertaining there. guys yeah lydia mainly <laughs> handles the twitter and like 10 out of 10 entertainment. <laughs> Thanks, i highly recommend you guys check it out <laughs> yeah it's a good time i love twitter um yeah, so I guess that's, up, that's it for us this week, and we'll talk to you guys again next time. Have an amazing week, and have a great week.